to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Joked Maniac. And it's me, DM Celeste, your other host, aka Sea Witch. So today we are going to just do yep. Oh. So today we're going to be talking about clerical duties. Mm-hmm. And it is, yes, a double meaning for the word clerical. Um, but obviously. Or maybe not, obviously, but we're going way back to a previous well of making a clerical order. Um, because, it, again, a lot of the exercises we do are potential inevitabilities in your DM career where someone decides that they would like to follow a god that isn't in your typical pantheon. It's not in the books, but you want to do that for them because, of course, you do. You're a nice person, and I'm proud of you for yeah. it. But it's a lot of work. So hopefully we can help you do some of the work right now and um, others helped as well. So this is literally just making an or- the backbone of an order, a clerical order. Cool. So the question I have is, was there something in the forums that stood out to you? Yes. So I did. I did have a post that stood out for me. So on this one, we threw out, basically it was, we were starting with a whole bunch of questions on it. So like name of the order, you know, preferred alignment, patron deity mission. So we gave people a bunch of questions and kind of asked them to take like one aspect of this, you know, of this prompt here. So I really like uh, Koldak from Steelskin. Ooh, adventurer from the forums. I feel like that's a character name. Very cool. Uh, they they tackled on. Um, it was the symbol heraldry uh, that they had, and they had this very cool idea. So Pelor was one of the gods that we like threw out on this exercise. So Pelor, god of the sun, cool. But um, Steelskin basically proposed that all members of this church have the same shield. Right. That's like has the symbol of a sword on it with kind of, you know, the radiating like Paylor vibes and the shield. You can actually like pull out the sword emblem to make this very cool, like radiant flaming sword. And then these shields also can be used to communicate with everybody else in the order. So it really gave me like a, you know, when you think of order, like this order of knights or, you know, these people, these adventurers maybe like questing out for, for something. So maybe this is one specific subsect inside, you know, the church of Paylor that's all about, you know, using these very cool shields and like communicating whether or not they found things for the church. It, it was just a very cool idea. I like it. And so mm-hmm. to add on to that all, but immediately with the, username of munchie99 we Love have it. the idea to name the order the godum we'll go with that it's maltese for bones and basically they worship bones what they represent and their histories that they tell so they're cool. history buffs that use bones for augury and live to preserve the past in all forms writing statues wow. celebrations festivals plays storytelling so these are the people that are trying to you know hold on to the cultures that they find and make sure that those cultures are still known and exist in some way shape or form as time goes on but to put one with the other and make it super metal apparently is yeah. that now this shield will obviously be made of bones and bones. you can pull a bone sword out of it um, yes. and do all of those same things but now it's all made out of bone man this is so cool because it it's like 
a holy order of archaeologists, which I really <laughs> deeply enjoy, right? So it's these people who worship bones and, you know, get information from from old bones. So maybe they are out there, you know, discovering uh, these like lost ruins or, you know, hunting for these these creatures that have disappeared from history, you know, to commune with the past. Uh, very, very cool. Well, I think it, well, okay. Well, hold on. Okay. So before we, okay, before okay. we jump All right. We're doing it. Too, yep. too far in, um, yes. that means you and I should lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Okay. So let's jump straight to mission because this is exactly where I feel like my head is is and yours is as well because the other thing i think of is that they are very focused on the preservation of cultures that could be lost yes is another is another really interesting aspect of it and it harkens back to the you know you talk about the pillars of dungeons and dragons but the exploration becomes such a pivotal pillar in the stories told with this clerical order because you're having to find things that either don't exist anymore mm-hmm. or are about to not exist so then how do you right. accomplish these tasks yeah so yeah that's that's so cool i mean because if you do have all of these different members of the order i imagine that these people have to be pretty capable on their own uh and going out you know and, and communicating and reporting back to one another using the shield so this is like a, a very awesome way if you had somebody you know in your adventuring party who belonged to this order of course they would need other people to adventure with them and you know travel out maybe to you know a remote desert and find proof of this like buried city or or something there or they know that there's a population of of people like on an island somewhere that is being threatened by some kind of weird primordial force. It's just, it's such a cool idea. I even forgot what I was talking about. I was just like, this is very cool. <laughs> it is, yeah. And the, the wheels are certainly turning because because one of the aspects about the ex- exercise is more of like the, those backbones and, and really fleshing out how something like this fits into your world as you're developing it. And then, you know, Dayan Bay or wherever you want to place it. But the second, the second layer that's not really in this exercise, but some ideas are certainly coming to mind, are what are the mechanical effects? Because at the end of the day, that's also the question you will need to ask. Answer one of mine is we've already t- tapped into a an escalating resource potentially that the player who chooses this order could also tap into the yeah. idea that like what let's say once every long rest they are able to make a skill check at advantage because they can ask somebody about it and you could have that scale up based on their level as they go up getting higher in the order and being able to basically contact more people and actually get a response because yeah. you know if you're just if you're just the the random person that just got their bone shield the the people way up the chain might not be able to respond until you're farther up that chain as well um but yeah that was the first like mechanical thing i thought of yeah, I mean, it'd be cool, you know, starting at the lower tiers, if like, you're just there to like, collect information, like they don't send you out to find things or whatever, but basically, you are there to be there and report back, and then other people decide what to do. And as you keep like going up, you know, you progress, like you have authority to deal with situations, not just to report back on them, right? Or maybe you are the one who like claims like, hey, I saw this, and we need to send more people here. Uh, so like really moving up in that in that chain of command, uh, and using those resources more and more would be a very exciting way to i I think progress uh in this order 
Yeah, I also think of like, I mean, there's a lot that we've danced around with, but like specific tenants certainly being the idea of conservation. I mean, I guess it's kind of the term I think of, of like, I also start to think a lot of the prime directive from Star Trek, like starts to come to mind and just like, Hey, yeah. If those people have over here have never interacted with other people's, yeah. Don't like, don't don't change. That's how the preservation things. of this yeah. that culture continues. Work in the background, yeah. right? Like, yeah, observe from a distance, and you know. Yeah, and it's also to yeah. think that if if contact of that sort is inevitable, figure it out the best way, um, so that that whoever they are is preserved to the best of your your ability as one of these as part of this clerical order. Yeah, I also see them too. I mean, maybe I've just got Indiana Jones on the brain, but like you know, if if somebody takes. Uh, a relic or something really important uh, to people, you know, for their own gain or their own private collection or something like, you know, going in and getting those things back and restoring them to where they were uh, would make for some really interesting adventures too. Oh, that's some of the other mechanical stuff I could see later on is either uh, small small scale timey wimey stuff. I think of that scene in Doctor Strange where he's like rolling the apple back and forth through time as it's eaten and decomposing, but rolling it back to making it restored or even be able, being able to see, you see a lot of in in media, the trope of like being able to go to a space and see what that space was like at a previous time. Right. Um, That would be another really interesting thing. And then, I'm already, I mean, of course, this is a super fun thing. Right, yeah, both, now we're like, we just want to play this game. Yeah, yeah. and then both of us <laughs> both of us knowing what the other one does is also super helpful um, because um, in Venture Mains, the, it's the, that's the basic concept behind a lot of the re-rolls in, yeah. um, in Campaign 1 um, is being able to manipulate time to some mm-hmm. scale. Yeah, it's like you can zoom ahead, you uh-huh. know, and see how events are going to manifest and you can choose which one is going to happen. Um, yeah, Cool. Oh, there's also symbol heraldry, and I'm just like a really cool like bone sun thing that would be like so metal. Ugh, like imagine like little little like finger bones like to make the radiating dials of a sun. Oh or, like, yeah, something. yeah. So metal. Okay, so number six and seven are really interesting to me. So why did they form? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, because the other thing that I that I feel like maybe we're both not remembering because we're so focused on how fun this is to play i yeah. ultimately we are supposed to connect us back to a deity because it's a clerical order. yes um, yes i kind of just only thought of that right now because i was yeah. so excited about the other pieces hmm i feel like this would be centered around either like a god of knowledge or maybe even if it isn't necessarily like a deity but if it was like a celestial being who like maybe went way forward in time right and saw the world like falling apart or the apocalypse or whatever led to it and then as they were propelled back you know into current time this deity now has like positioned themselves like no like we need to stop what is going to happen here so if it is these you know these angels or these other celestial beings who can see who have seen the future and are trying to stop it that feels like a Cool. Now I'm getting like Umbrella Academy vibes. Like yeah. if there is that person who goes forward and then comes back and like that is the holy mission, right? To We need to preserve the world. Or yeah, a god of knowledge would make a lot of sense because if it is about, you know, cataloging and like learning and understanding, 
then that that would totally make sense to me too because i i really do see this like central whatever this this temple is like probably is a storehouse of all of the knowledge right that these agents are collecting so maybe it is some kind of incredible library or something like that so have you watched moon knight no okay well, gotta watch Moon Knight. Well, it's, it's not it's list. not really it's not really <laughs> gonna affect it, but the but it also makes me think of like the deity or figurehead of, of the order could be something akin to Khonshu, where basically it's like this giant bird bone bird head um, cool. is like how how they're depicted. Um, so it makes me think of of someone or something like that. There could, like you said, could be. It all depends on how you want those tiers in your pantheon to work, but tying it back to something like that. And I also think of like making, if it comes up, making the origin of the entire order be something personal, like the impetus yeah. being someone that completely lost their culture. Maybe it's, you know, just say, just using the term so we can keep going, but like Kanchu is the one that lost all of their culture. So they made it their life's. Your, or well, their, their infinite, yeah. yeah, their infinite goal is to continue oh, to preserve. Oh God, others. it would be so cool if if it was like a mummy that like had like oh, yeah. led this or something, right? Yeah, yeah it's like they woke up, you know, from their tomb, the world was gone around them, and like trying to figure out what happened, or you know, uh, maybe a lich, right, who mm-hmm. like chose intentionally to live forever to be able to like you know guide people through time or whatever, time lich. <laughs> Yeah, because on a previous Dungeon Masters blog episode, we looked super into the Lich, and there was there was a lot of interesting things of kind of like it's it, it's almost more of suspended animation than it is, yeah, uh, as much as it is undead, where like the person that they were is just kind of the person that they're permanently stuck as. Yeah. Um, so then, even if it was a good person who then became a lich potentially they could still retain some of that, and it could be that essence of like that drive is my culture is gone. I'm going to make sure that no one else has that same experience. I'm going to create this entire clerical order. Yeah. And have them steal bones. Why? I love it. Let's play this game. (laughs) So the other one I think is really interesting is like, where are they founded? Like, where do they call home base? Because it it walks that same interesting line of like, oh, cool. You guys have bones everywhere. And (laughs) what's up with that? Your figurehead is a mummy or lich yeah yeah Yeah, i I mean i feel like it's got to start somewhere where yeah like where you know burial rites and like death are really perceived as not something that is like scary or or strange right it's it's just more of a part of life um so I'm, i'm thinking right off the top of my head you know some hispanic cultures like where you know like day of the dead is actually like a it's a well-embraced, like, this is, yes, of course, we're celebrating death, and this is part of, like, who we are. So maybe a society or a culture that has kind of similar views, where it's, like, death isn't something to be afraid of, and it is a part of daily life. And, like, of course we should, you know, study and understand and, like, do what we can. Um, yeah, and, it, it, in, uh, and I've thought more about this lately than I think I have in most of my DM career, the idea of, like, how death and life are approached in a place where theoretically you just cast a spell and you can go. Yeah, to and where you don't die, it, it right? Will, you can resurrect yourself. Yeah, or you go to where those people went. Yeah. You just plane shift to the heaven allegory in your yeah. game because that's a plane of existence that's there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, or you go to one of the planes of abyss and you go the other direction. Um, just it, it's it is an interesting concept. Yeah, that life and death is is very interesting in your D and D type settings. Yeah, now, I feel like you could create. It would have to be definitely a story of like where this place was, but I feel like you could make some really cool stuff for it. Yeah, and I also think of graveyards being kind of your go-to. Yeah. Um, potentially is, is where they would be like, even like a, like a mausoleum in a graveyard that is yeah. a temple yeah. for them. Or like those giant, like columbariums, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like these almost like palace, like museum structures yeah. where thousands of people are, are entombed. Ooh. Yep. Woo! You're like, oh, you want to know that? So we'll go check battle. with Steve. Like, hey, oh come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. No hey, worries. No, put, right put out some ashes. Like yeah. I'll have a little combo, yep. you know? <laughs> okay, so one of the historical achie- so these you know these are all things that we put in the exercise, but one of the historical achievements I immediately thought of, and it's super tropey, so it, it may be absolute, who cares absolute garbage, but the idea of fixing air quote like the lineage of royalty, mm-hmm. where you know someone is trying to either rightfully wrong what you know whatever whatever that's playing out in your story usurp the crown and this order is able to help either stop someone that shouldn't be there or help someone get there that air quote should be there um but just having that historical knowledge or seeking that historical knowledge out because that could be the same kind of thing if you think of like a a coup inside inside of some governmental system where now that the culture that's there could be potentially lost so the clerical order has the means and the motive to go ahead and and figure out how to stop that yeah i mean well yeah that makes me think of you know lord of the rings like aragorn Mm -hmm. going to all the dead soldiers and like hey guys fight for your people and then you know that that kind of stuff like would be totally in the wheelhouse of this of this order I also like that theoretically he just let all those ghosts out into the world because it didn't really seem like no they, were, they just, were healed Neil they were no, put to rest after I don't they think did so. that no they were there's, there's a group of them. there's a group of jerks that there's are just a like, group yes. of jerk ghosts who are like yeah <laughs> there was way there was way yeah. too many there was we're a handful there was a handful of haunters in there I guarantee it <laughs> those rowdy rowdy boys yep. that escaped <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah we did it. Um, Speaking of, yeah, we did it. I think yeah. we have done it. I think we have Heck done yeah. it once again. Um, and yeah, I super wanted to put this somewhere. Yeah. And I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed that my players already have their characters. Oh, I can kill Dang. one. Wait, did one just become a cleric? Yeah, but he already said that. Nah. It, it won't work. We'll uh, get him next time. Because he, he made a herring gone, so I'm not going to tie this back. Yeah. It's, it's all. It's a whole rabbit thing. Yep. It's a whole. But if you liked what you heard, you can always go to your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. And of course, if you wanted to pay your gym dues, as it were, and you liked what we did, the best thing you can go do is tell someone else about the podcast. Tell them they should listen as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just spread the word. And of course, if you want to tell us anything about, uh, you know, super cool bone nights, I guess, in your uh, in your campaigns, you can always reach out to us via email uh, at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, make sure to follow us on Twitter at dmnastics, me personally at C. Conowich, and Neil at Jotemoniac. And for everything else on the network, you can always visit blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. A huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. You can find out more about Bombarded at BombardedCast.com. And with that, let's head to the post-workout cool down and stretch with the light bulb. 
light bulb. What are we talking about today, Neil? Celeste, do you know what makes every salad better? Um, dressing? Yes! <laughs> yeah, I You're nailed so it! Dis- <laughs> You're what does so that have to do with this? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're s- you're like, I hate everything about what just happened. What is so, going on? <laughs> today on the light bulb, we are going to be highlighting a Kickstarter that already passed, which means it's technically just a product you can buy. And it is called the GM's Dressing Dice. Oh, I see. Um, I th- and I think what done, <laughs> done. What would make a dungeon better? Dressing, dressing dice. Dressing. What would make a salad dice. better? Yeah. Very um, cool. What would make a salad edible at all for me? Yeah. Dressing. Dressing. <laughs> So, this is a product that basically you can roll some dice when you enter a room to give certain aspects, randomly assigned aspects, to any dungeon room that you have. Um, I always like these kind of things, and I it it harkens to several aspects for me because one of the things is I often, for, for the game that I run for my kids, I don't set a lot of things up. It just doesn't make sense. I need mm-hmm. to just be in that moment with them because they're young enough. That's the best I can do. Yeah. Um, so having certain things like this that I could also actually give to them um, so that they can start to better develop that imaginative imaginative play is really fun. And it could be the same thing that you do for your players because certain players, you know, are like, absolutely in they understand mm-hmm. it works some aren't um because some you know there are certain uh, certain conditions where like imagining things is very difficult if not imp- if not impossible for someone to do so having a dice that helps them randomize that and now instead of rather rather than trying to imagine in my head i can see that in this dungeon i've rolled a figure of a bat and now i know that there are bats in this cavern um so yeah it's it's literally just dice with cool pictures on it that you can roll to make your dungeon better yeah these are so cool they have like different sets so they have like location uh set so you know on each side there's like there's like mountains or trees or and settlement they have buildings that could go in the settlement or cool features these are really neat and they're really colorful and cute like you said, Fun. King's Castle, Dark Cavern, Deep Dungeon, Lord's Manor, so on, so forth. You can even do it with um, NPCs. Like if mm-hmm. you wanted to randomly roll a body and like I can see that one of these is full plate. I mean, that's a, immediately that says a ton about they the They have head have like dice. So if you want to roll what kind of hat the NPC is wearing, there's a dice for that. <laughs> that's amazing. They, they have they have full plate armor and a straw hat. And I've yes. got a lot. That's a story. Immediately we have a... That's a yeah, game. <laughs> a very interesting NPC right there. Yep. Heck yeah. So we will we will try and have a link in the show notes. Off the actually, what we're going to do is we're going to link directly to the Kickstarter campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that fun little button that says "Miss the campaign." Click here, and you can do that if you think these GMs dressing dice are the thing you can't live without. But with that, we will turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and the other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some DMnastics. So your players don't ask, do you even lift? <laughs>